Well, as I mentioned in the children's message, our uh, sermon text for this morning is a parable. And I'm really excited about that because it feels like forever since I've gotten to preach on a parable. Uh, but it only feels that way because I let Ben preach last week and it happened to be a parable. So hopefully you guys are not sick of parables yet and you get as excited about the parable as the sower as I am this morning. So if you're able, please rise for the hearing of the gospel. We're going to read the parable of the sower from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. And we continue to read God's holy word in Jesus' name. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow the seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock And as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what the parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word of God from their hearts so they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a little while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, those are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked out by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word of God, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Lord God, your word is truth. We pray that you would sanctify us by that truth. As we now look at this parable of the sower, I pray that you would show us our sin and need for a Savior. Lord, bring us to repentance and point us to the finished work of Jesus for us. Lord, strengthen our faith and ready us for your service, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this parable of the sower that Jesus tells is is actually one of the parables that has troubled me uh, throughout my life at various times. Uh, I've read this parable and thought to myself after finishing it, I wonder which soil I truly am. I mean, I've always wanted to be the good soil, and Jesus describes it as a place where the seed, which is the, the word of God, falls and then it grows and it yields a hundredfold. As he unpacks the parable, he says that these are the people who hear the word of God and hold fast to it in an honest and good heart and then bear fruit with patience. You see, that's, that's the soil that I would really like to be. I would like to be the good soil. I would like to believe that that is me. And I'm a pastor, right? So I should be really good soil, shouldn't I? Like, pastors should be the best kind of soil that there is. But if I'm being 100% honest, as I look at Jesus' description of the soils in this parable and then compare it to my own life, 
I find that there might be a few discrepancies. You see, Jesus said that they hold fast to the word of God, good soil that is, with an honest and good heart. And that's the first of the problems. Because I, I know my heart, and my heart is just like the prophet Jeremiah says. It's deceitful above all things, and it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? I don't have a good and honest heart. In fact, I try not to listen to my heart because my heart lies to me. It tries to lead me astray. It, it tries to set me up as, as my own God and to worship myself and my own pleasure. Jesus goes on to say that this soil is one that bears good fruit. As I look at my life, have I, have I borne good fruit? Sure I have, but even when I see the good things that I've done in my life, I can also see how those good actions, those good deeds are also tied up in my own sin and pride. And usually I haven't borne that fruit with patience. And also I... I can't say the fruit that I've borne has been a hundredfold like Jesus describes. There aren't a hundred people walking around on planet Earth that can say, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I am so because Pastor Mike shared the gospel with me. So after looking at, at Jesus' description of the soil and being honest about myself, I, I have to ask, am I, am I really the good soil? Well, if I don't totally fit the soil of, of what I'd like to be, how do I stack up to the other soils? And working backwards, the next one we have is the thorny soil. As Jesus unpacks this, he says that the thorny soil represents people who hear the word of God. But as they go along, they're choked out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, and their fruit isn't able to mature. I don't really want to admit this, but as I look at Jesus' description of the soil, I wonder if this isn't me. You see, far too often in life, I'm, I'm consumed by life's cares, by the riches and pleasures of life. I stress out and have anxiety about so many things that have no bearing on eternity. And I'm always on the hunt for new toys and new fun things to do. The pleasure of life and the cares of life, if I'm being honest, are far more important to me than they should be much of the time. But what does this mean then? Am I just waiting for the day when the cares of life finally choke out my faith and I'm left with nothing? The next soil is the rocky soil, and as Jesus describes it, he talks about these as being people who receive the word with, with joy. I remember moments in my life where I heard the gospel in, in fresh ways, and I received it with joy, and I was really excited about it. But then after receiving the gospel with joy, these people, they face persecution, and because it hasn't taken root, the faith dies out. You know, I, I faced a little suffering, a little ridicule in my life for being a Christian, but I haven't faced suffering like many people do in many parts of our world, both today and throughout the history of the church. So, so am I maybe really actually the rocky soil that Jesus describes and the first real trial and real bit of suffering that comes along? Am I going to lose my faith altogether? The final soil that Jesus talks about is the path. In this parable, when the seed hits the path, the birds of the air fly in and they take it away and they eat it. 
As Jesus explains this, he says that these are the ones who hear the word of God, but the devil swoops in and steals away the word from their hearts so they don't believe it and they aren't saved. Too often I've wondered if this is maybe the type of soil I am also. You know, I've looked around at some people that have amazing, unshakable faith. I've talked to people in the last weeks of their life who are Christians and they know the end is coming and they're happy and joyful and excited for the day when Christ calls them home. Do I have faith like that? Is my faith that strong or have I maybe been faking this my whole life? Maybe I don't believe enough or maybe I don't believe in the right way. Even though I'm a Christian or I believe that I am, maybe, maybe the devil's deceived me and I'm really not. I spent a lot of time on this parable, many hours, even days, pondering these things, wondering which soil I truly am, worrying about what soil I might be, and trying to know how I can know for sure. I might be alone in this, but I don't think I am. I'd imagine that many of you have done the same thing to one extent or another with this passage. You've wondered, am I I really the good soil or do I just think I am and how can I be sure? That's a really difficult and dark place to be in, isn't it? Because the question you're asking is not really what kind of soil am I, but the question is, am I really saved? And it's also coupled with, how can I be sure that I'm saved? If you've ever read this parable and and felt this way and thought these things to yourself, I might have something that'll help. First off, know that if you're looking to yourself, if you're trying to figure out if you're good enough, if you're wondering if you're worthy, if you're trying to see if you've made yourself to be the appropriate type of soil that will receive the gospel and bear enough fruit... As you look to yourself, you're always going to find you are lacking. You'll never meet up to the standard. Scripture is really clear on this point. Uh, I already talked this morning about the prophet Jeremiah saying our hearts are, are wicked and deceitful. But throughout the pages of Holy Scripture, it makes abundantly clear that we can't ever make ourselves good enough to be worthy. There's no making our hearts good enough, honest enough. There's no trying to bear enough good fruit in patience that's going to turn us into good soil. You see, we are by nature sinful and unclean. If anyone says they are without sin, First John says they are a liar, and they make God into a liar. Apart from Christ, as Ephesians says, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Scripture tells us by nature after the fall we are enemies with God. So when you take an honest look at yourself, you're always going to see that you don't match up. The second thing I want to share with you about this is is maybe even the more important thing, and it's this. If the way you read and understand the parable of the sower leads leads you to wonder if you're really saved, if it leads you to wonder what kind of soil you really are, or if it leads you to just realize you aren't good enough, that you aren't worthy, 
If it does either of those things and leaves you there, you've read the parable of the sower wrong and you've missed the biggest point of this parable. While it's true that this parable should show us that we are unworthy sinners, it shouldn't leave us there. If we stop there, we've missed the most important thing. And the most important thing in this parable of the sower is what that sower is doing with the seed. In this parable, that sower is is reckless. He acts in a way that no good farmer would. A good farmer is only going to plant in the soil that's been prepared to receive the seed so that he could expect a return on what he had invested and planted. A good sower wouldn't just throw seed around all willy-nilly, letting it land wherever it would, when there's no chance of profit being made from seed on the road or in soil so rocky it wouldn't take root or in a field so full of weeds that everything good would be killed before it can grow. But the sower in this parable, he throws seed everywhere, even in places where it would seem that there was no possible chance that it might take root and bear fruit. And he does this because the parable represents the word of God. And as it says in Romans 1.16, the gospel is God's power on to salvation. And in Romans 10, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. And in 1 Timothy 2, that God desires all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. You see, God wants all peoples to be saved, and so he offers salvation to every person that the gospel is proclaimed to. That means if you're hearing the word of God today, for you, today is the day of your salvation. So hear the promises of God and believe. And we should also take note, and anyone who's ever been involved in farming knows this far better than I do, but soil can't actually make itself good and receptive to what you want to plant in it on its own. If you want good soil, you need outward intervention. If you want to take a rocky field and make it good, you've got to pick the rocks and maybe even bring in quality topsoil. If you've got weedy ground, the weeds need to be picked or killed off before you can plant. And if you've got a hard path, it needs to be plowed and broken up. And the soil can't do this to itself. It needs the farmer to accomplish it. You see, the same thing is true with our hearts. We can't make ourselves good enough. We, we can't pick out all the rocks, pluck all the weeds, and till up the hard places. Instead, God does that by the work of his Holy Spirit through word and sacrament. The truth is, left to our own devices, every single one of us is bad soil, unworthy and unable to have the seed of the gospel take root and grow and bring forth fruit. Just like Martin Luther said, in the small catechism on on his explanation of the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith, even as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith in which Christian church he daily and richly forgives all sins to me and all believers. And at the last day he will raise me up with all the dead 
and will give to me and all believers in Christ everlasting life. This is most certainly true. So freely confess to God all of the ways that you are like the path. All those times where you've let the word of God go in one ear and and come out the other, letting the devil snatch it away without hearing it or taking notice. Confess to God that you are like the rocky soil and all the ways that you let the word of God take root in your life or that you fail to let the word of God take root in your life. Confess that you are like the weedy soil allowing the cares and worries and riches and pleasures of this world Consume your thoughts and minds instead of God and his word and his promises. And trust that it is for sinners just like you and me that Jesus came. It is for sinners like us that he lived, suffered, died, and rose again that we might be redeemed. And as you go this morning, go in light of God's abundant mercy, bearing the good fruits that have been prepared beforehand in Christ for you to do. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this parable of the sower. Thank you for your great love and your offer of salvation to all who would believe. Lord, thank you for preparing our hearts to hear that gospel message by removing those hard places, picking the rocks and pulling the weeds so that we might be good soil ready to receive the gospel, that it might take root in our lives and we might bear fruit. God, help us to hold on to that gospel message of Christ for us and live in light of it. Use us as as your servants, we pray. Amen.